needs a revolution, Jimmy. The American dream is just that. Just a dream. War is a continuation of politics. Only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics by other means. This is our bank. This is our war. And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the Internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Radio! The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. It's a theory advanced that the universe is a living, giant being, and that we, as human beings, made in its image, are miniature universes in ourselves, containing millions of corpuscles. The components of each corpuscle imagine themselves to be in a complete world of their own. Please join T.J. Morris as she brings topics on cosmology, metaphysics, conspiracy theories, science, theology, ufology, and psychic awakening. Prepare to have your conscious go cosmic. Welcome aboard, everybody. This is Cosmos Connection. I'm your host, T.J. Morris, uh, better known as Teresa J. Morris, but T.J. for the short skinny of it. We've got Janet Carolesson, as always, and a mad painter with us today, and we're going to have a guest, I believe, today, according to Janet and a mad Penny Bradley. But let's introduce everybody. I'm uh, an author and a webmaster, and I have a new company called American Communications Online. ACO, if you'd like to join us, we do all kind of all right. things. Maybe leave a message, and I'll get right back to you. Thanks. Oops. Okay, sure, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, one of our friends, Lynn Caston, but uh, let me let Janet and Matt say hi. Uh, Matt Painter, you want to go ahead and I guess we'll we'll live without Lynn Caston on the planet today, at least on this Cosmos Connection, but we need a Matt and Janet, so a Matt Painter. You don't need me, you just need my finger to flip the switch. Oh, baby. Hold <laughs> 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 <All> up <over> here. <laughs> Okay, I'll be good. All right, folks, I'm in a good mood today. You know, it's April 7th, 2018. It's beautiful. I'm above ground, and I tell my children every day that I'm above ground is a good day. I hope you feel the same way here on the planet. And, Mad Painter, you're about my age, but tell us what you're about real quick. So 
Yeah, it'll be here forever, I hope. I'm just about trying to get out some good information and maybe make people use that gray matter between your ears. That's the truth. That's the truth. All right. And he is an author, and you can find his books on Amazon by Thomas Becker or a mad painter. And his artwork on Zazzle, which I strongly recommend, especially if you're some of our authors in our author club. He does great uh, book covers with some beautiful artwork. He's working as we speak today with Janet Carlesson and I on Stargate to the Cosmos. Janet uh, is a facilitator, event planner with myself and others, coordinators, agents, consultants, and organizers. We have our own club. Janet Carlesson, would you do me the honor of giving us a brief history of who you think you are anyway? <laughs> you wear so many hats. <laughs> Oh, I'm just a busy, busy, busy person. Um, <laughs> I I also yeah. uh, have a couple shows here on Revolution Radio. I'm putting on a conference in October in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I think I'm crazy, but I'm having a good time. It's a big learning curve on this new website, and we're launching, I think, tomorrow. There's been some glitches. Um, I'm sitting here in Maui Waui Hippie Dippy Land and it's been raining and raining and raining and raining and I'm so sick of rain. I've got this huge puddle of water in the middle of my kitchen and I can't figure out where the roof is leaking. So send help. I need a good roofer. Contact me. I'll give you a nice Hawaiian vacation. Come over here and fix the roof. <laughs> yes. So um, anyway, I, I have to laugh at it all because living in the in this three-dimensional uh, meat skin that we live in uh, can certainly be complicated and frustrating at times and yet there are times where it's like like you said I'm glad to be on, above the ground so that's kind of what's going on for me and um, yeah I've got a, a two books in the works and I, I've got to write some chapters but i got to get everything up for this uh, website which launches tomorrow but I won't have finished but I have a good part done if you want to participate, go to stargate to the cosmos.com. Um, that was an original idea that TJ and, and I and a small team had back in 2012 that it got shelved. And now we are relaunching it because I woke up in 2018 and I had this download from the ETs. It's time. It's time. You've got to do that. You get that all the time, TJ, don't you? It's time. Okay. Yeah, for years it was like, it's not time. Right. I was like, ah, oh, so frustrating. Go ahead. I said, then it just fades away if I don't do anything with it. I get this sense of urgency, and if I don't do something in that day, if I go to sleep, it's wiped out. So, folks, act on it. A lot has to do with act on it. Act on acting on your thoughts. Hopefully, good ones, <laughs> creative ideas. Oh, what, you want to tell another us? thing is I'm waiting. One more thing, I'm waiting on my hearing aid. So if I go, what? It's because I, um, I had that horrible flu in February. I was down for a month. And the side effect was I burned out my hearing. I guess the high fever burned out my hearing. So I knew I was losing it, but I was so shocked. I got the test and they said, you got to get the hearing aid right away, right away. So it's on its way. Uh, I, but I might ask you to repeat. Things. You know, can you say that again or slow down your words and then I can make out the words. Okay, so you want me to introduce our guest? Yeah, you said something about we were going to discuss uh, something for Lynn Caston, but Lynn can come back as everybody. This is a live recording uh, here on Revolution Radio, and we also have 
Cosmos Radio, and we have TJ Morris Radio, and we have Aquarian Radio, where we market and promote all of these that we create over here with Mike Ringley. This is the big number one listener supporter, so please send in your hard-end dollars if you can. If you like what we're doing here, we would really appreciate your support. Now, Janet Carlesson, tell us a little bit. Do you have an intro for our guest, Penny Bradley? Where does she I live do. and all that? I do. Well, that's, I don't know. That's up to her. I don't, reveal people, I don't reveal where people live because not everybody wants to be known where they live. <laughs> but um, she's somewhere in the United States. I know that. But let me just say what she writes on uh, her bio. I was in a military laboratories created hybrid born in 1955. I was kidnapped in 1959 from my bed and taken to the Langley Air Force Base, I guess, for my fracture and weaponization of my psi abilities. Part of that was a tour at Montauk in the time trouble, time tunnel. In 1964, she was taken to Mars through the New York jump gate. She spent 25 years on Mars in school and as a fighter pilot in the war with the native green reptilians and the mantids. In 1990, she was transferred to the Dark Fleet where she was a navigator and a freighter for about 25 years. In 2014, she was age regressed, mind wiped, and tried to travel back to where she was taken from. She no longer knew her family and had lots of program alters in its alters. In the lifetime since she had returned, was returned, she studied mathematics, computers, and microbiology. She was married and had three children who are all now grown. And there have been obvious blockages in her life path. Age regression sickness started in 1981. She was still able to work most of the time until about 2001 when arsenic poison floored me. She struggled to regain her health and was working full-time again in 2004. And a work injury made her paralyzed from waist down in 2009. And she came back through... Back enough so that she can walk and take care of herself. And she started recovering memories and reintegrating her altars in 2013. So Peggy's got an amazing story to tell us. And I am actually hearing from about a dozen, and I call these people the secret space program. It really sounds like a human trafficking slave labor, but there's a I, there's a silver lining to everything, so we're going to go through the dark side of this, and then, um, Penny, we're going to have you tell your story for a while here, like, I don't know, 15 minutes to a half an hour, and then we're going to go into a Q&A roundtable and ask you questions, okay? Welcome to our show, Penny Bradley. Hi, Penny. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Um, I had my mic turned off, so I wasn't interfering. Well, thank you. Well, you're on live now. Glad to meet you online in the air. Probably know each other from a previous other mother or something. But anyway, let's <laughs> get started here. Welcome aboard with Janet, I, and a mad. And uh, take, take us back to how you remember your life on Earth and go forward from there, if you will. Uh, my life on Earth, um, my parents were a couple of teenagers that that got married, and mom was 16, and dad was 19 when they got married, 
And at that time, he was a preacher for the Church of Christ. And about two years after I came back, he went to Dairyman because he couldn't make enough money to support his growing family. But um, my grandparents had come to California during the Dust Bowl, and we were farm people. Dad's family was Cherokee from Arkansas, and Mom's family was, well, Mom's mom was Jewish, but she had converted to Christianity. And Mom's dad was a mix of English and French-Canadian, with a lot of Native American thrown in. So the result is I'm almost half native, and, but I look English. Go figure. Um, they were never terribly financially secure. Uh, life was hard. I was the geeky firstborn that never really fit in. I mean, let's get let's get real. This was the '60s and '70s, and and I was a math geek. <laughs> you know, math geek girl math geeks don't exactly fit in now, and it was worse then. Yeah, you were ahead of your time. I went to college on a scholarship. Well, I went to junior college on a scholarship. I had a full scholarship to Cornell University in 1973, and my father turned it down because he said I, he wanted me to get married instead of get a degree. And I was 17 at the time, so I, was, I could not legally override him. So um, that's one of the blockages that I mention is Daddy decided no. Um, people today, I mean, I know you ladies are my age or thereabouts. So you under, you remember what it was like back in the day. That oh when, yeah, I, when you when your father said no, that was it. There was no court to go to. Um, young people today tell me, but you could have done something, and I. And it's like, uh, yeah, I could have. I went to junior college. <laughs> so that was, but um, I got through junior college in a year and a half. Well, three semesters instead of four. And I had a 3.3 grade point average. And I ended up getting married and having eventually having three kids, but when I went to San Diego State, I had two. I did eventually get to a four-year school, and um, during my work study, I worked in a biology lab and caught chicken fever, and um, it triggered the regression sickness. 
and I've had five or six diagnoses from the doctor for what what they think it is, and they treat it well enough. I haven't died, <laughs> so I I'm counting my blessings because Earth level 3D medical science cannot touch it. What I need is a trip through the regen tank. But um, I'm still alive and. I function reasonably well. Um, I can't hold a full-time job, but I still function reasonably well. I'm writing a book about all of this, or actually it's going to be split into two books, one about my Earth life and one about my space life. And they are about 10% done, each of them. So... Eventually, I might be asking you all about a, a, a publisher. <laughs> create space. <laughs> Don't worry about the publishers. Just use create space. It's much faster. You get okay. more money. That's good to know. I'll write that down, in fact. Um, but, um, now, my regular life... My kids, when my dad paid for swimming lessons, I kept getting pneumonia because I was inhaling the pool. And that turns out to be because in my mind fracture, that was the first thing they did was they made us inhale the pool. Um, that was, they drowned us was how they, uh, did our initial mind fracture. So, um, I don't think your listeners really want to hear all the details of how they break a person. It's trauma-based mind fracture. We can fracture. do that, yeah. We can do that later, uh, maybe once we get more of a foundation. I know it can be pretty, uh, brutal, uh, and I've interviewed a number of people that, that go through this. But when they drown you, they basically revive you. Is that correct? Yes. Their intention is to mind fracture you, not to kill you. Although the facility I was at had a regeneration tank. So if they did kill you, they just dumped you in that and brought you back. Right. So one of the things for... My group was that death was not an option because if you died, they would just bring you back. So um, I've had contact with recently with someone who claims to be an NSA agent who told me I was the last of my Langley class still alive. That's been a little disturbing to deal with. Wow. Yeah. So you're about my age then. I was born 122651. I'm a little younger. Uh, the, the program was initiated officially in 1953 by Eisenhower. But there's reason to believe that the CIA had started it by 1949 under Truman. 
So what was the purpose of this? Uh, what would they? What was their outcome? What they were trying. What they were aiming for is that there is an ET group that laid claim to Earth during World War II and they are terraforming it for their own needs and humans as they were then would not survive and so um, the CIA was officially tasked with creating a version of humanity who would survive it and that's what the initial three alternatives were about was how was humanity going to survive this have you crossed that with twinkle project twinkle out of the cia i hadn't heard about project twinkle um t-i-n-k-l-e all right well just write that down when you're taking your notes to go back and compare that in the cia library for yourself Twinkle. Project Twinkle. Okay, and then my question, since we're interjecting, <laughs> you know, we get excited, so sorry for interrupting your it, story, but just keep okay. a note where you are. Um, I have been getting, just like intuitively, psychically, maybe download, I go, we're, they're terraforming this planet, and I, I've often said, if, if I were to go back to 1954 when I was born, it's a different environment. I probably couldn't survive it or something like that. I'm getting some information. So um, have we been adapted to this new environment? Is that what you're saying? The people that are alive today are adapted somehow? Some of them are. We've been altered? Some of them are. Uh, They chose the people that they considered to be most likely to accept the DNA changes. Um, And that's what the whole... Okay, they called it military laboratories then. They call it DARPA now. And DARPA has things that are... um, lesser classified. But DARPA basically covers military research and this MeLabs program. Now, there's a lot of confusion out there because there were two aspects that both called themselves MeLabs. One was military laboratories that actually did the DNA changes, and the one was the military abductions. And since they abducted us to mess with our DNA, they kind of overlapped. But yes, it's very much a form of, of human trafficking, and it's, it's, I heard that in the introductions. Yes, it's very much a form of human trafficking, and it's on a par with what they say the Illuminati does to their own kids. So... Right. This is, this is not nice stuff, and there's no way to spin it where it's positive. 
the only positive right. outcome is that the kids that they've modified grow up to be adults that can that have been able to survive the terraforming so far. Now you mentioned there was a species that um, Eisenhower talked to that said that this was coming down. Which yeah. species is that? I haven't found proof of which one. I've heard lots of rumors, and there are two major competitors. Uh, one is the Draco, and the other is the Zetas. Um, I know from things I've read since that the Zetas did have a game plan that they were going to inherit the Earth through... Um, genetic modification that that's what their hybrid program was about but I've never seen it definitively said which one I do know right because there's a lot there, of candidates <laughs> there's too many candidates there are nearly a thousand different ET races that trade with the corporations in space. Um, yeah. Wow. Recently, we found out that there are people who have who have actually copyrighted the names that are currently used for the various programs out there. So, the secret space program secret Facebook group has. A lot of people who are veterans, and we've been comparing notes to find out what these things were really called rather than what people are calling them. And the best that we could come up with for the corporation group was interplanetary corporations. So, okay, um, interplanetary, I'll write that down. Okay, so that's. So that is, a, how many corporations, or is it like the Earth? There's so many you can't even it's imagine. Kind of, it's kind of a shell corporation name for about 30 alliances that are competing. It's not like you have one big structure. You don't. You have a lot of different competing factions. That was one thing we found mapping the Black Ops in our group was that there were so many programs out there and they were so compartmentalized that they didn't even know each other existed until they had to share a base. And now, what are they so, competing for? You said they're competing. Are they competing for money? Is their money the same as what money? What what monetary system do they use? Are they competing for slaves? Are they competing for you know land? What are they the, competing for? The really big deal is advanced tech, and they are money is. Okay, the, the economic system there is based on barter. And you trade things. You trade tech for tech. You trade food for tech. You trade 
slaves for tech. That's the competition is who has the most advanced tech and the newest applications for it. And okay, I was in Nachtwaffen. That's what others are calling um, Dark Fleet. And we were told, and I was an officer, I was a lieutenant, okay? We were told that Earth had been destroyed in a cobalt war, which would make it uninhabitable, completely uninhabitable for 10,000 years. And so we were looking for the most advanced tech we could find to be able to set up colonies through space and we had in 2014 we had three completely independent colonies outside the solar system uh, one was in Alpha Centauri and another one was was in uh, the Andromeda um Andromeda Sist galaxy. Not the galaxy, the system. Well, explain it, the difference because <clears throat> there's there's them. a constellation called Andromeda. And, and those stars like, have their own systems. But the yeah. Andromeda galaxy is one of the quote stars in that system. So okay. it's not in the Andromeda galaxy, but it's around one of the other stars in it. Well, is it in the Milky Way galaxy? Are you yes. still working Milky Way? Oh, okay. It's still yeah. in the Milky Way galaxy, but from Earth, it appears to, it's in what we call the Andromeda star constellation. I've wondered about why we get the names mixed up in the Milky Way galaxy, because, you know, me and other people like Stan Friedman, who's retiring, but... They knew Venus. Remember the contactees, the Venusians, all that back in the 50s. They would always use Venus going through the bus station of Orion, right? So uh, everybody went to Orion to get here and there and yonder. So, But now Venus, and now you're saying an Andromeda constellation exists inside Milky Way galaxy. Because I work uh -huh. like old technology through over to Andromeda galaxy, one well of many. One of the things people don't know is that the Milky Way galaxy and the Sagittarius galaxy collided and are still in the swirling together phase of merging. And Earth was actually in the Sagittarius galaxy. So Earth is a newcomer to the Milky Way. Well, I knew that it was placed oh. here when I did the Mars, my Mars work, which apparently you did too. Let's go back to you were talking about your human family, and then we we sky jumped or we uh, yeah. <clears throat> spaced, and which for people like you, me, and Janet do anyway. But uh, let's go. There's a part that I feel like you need to put in there. I don't know. Call me psychic if you will, but if you can go back to it. Before, how, how to get people to where we are so we can talk maybe the last hour. Can you get us from being on Earth to how you 
the program you were chosen for, Janet and I was part of the the Stargate, which was out of Stanford Research, SRI, you know, Ed May, uh, Putoff, those kind of people. But we were contractors in Hawaii. We didn't sign any paper. We were called volunteers. So uh, that's later on in life. But uh, that was like 94, <laughs> 5. But you got started. Well, in, the- in my case, they don't even let you know at first that you're a part of anything. You're just like, oh, I think I'm still in my human life. But then there's too many things that happen way beyond random we, probability too many synchronicities that you go wait a minute this is all orchestrated and manipulated and then you find out later when you meet someone like tj you go, oh that's project stargate because tj was on the other side and knew when i was coming in but i don't want to go into my story it's a long complex thing we're, we're going to tell at yeah, the conference so it's but fun. all these tie in together penny it's really when you when you look at this like a big jigsaw puzzle it's shocking um, how it i'm still i'm still working on my puzzle i okay. don't yes i don't know what program my family is part of okay i do know that my family my mother's side especially has been part of a program for at least five generations, and I'm the middle of the five. Now, you didn't mention leprechauns or Ireland or Atlantis or Moo or any of the old ancients uh, with the Anunnaki or any of those, but uh, Janet is part of uh, the Anu, which had the uh, little leprechauns, which uh, Stephen Greer and Carol Rosen's working on right now. You know, the little ah. tiny leprechaun, little tiny foot guys. Do you have any Irish? Are you calling me a leprechaun? I'm sorry. <laughs> you call me a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, I know I'm short, but am I a leprechaun? <laughs> I'm sorry, the little people. Excuse me. I, I didn't. It's uh, it's. I just should pick it up the the DNA Irish uh, wave, if you will, Janet. You know, particles and waves and quantum physics, but from her voice of something to do with the really ancient Irish leprechaun group. Um, Daddy, are you my part father, Irish? My father died swearing he was Irish, and I did our family tree on Ancestry.com, and I went back to the 1400s and have yet to find a single Irish person. Isn't that interesting? But that picks that up on what your about your? But what about your DNA? Because there's a lot of, well, that, what's that term, cuckolding, where... Um, they have the, the bastard line get slipped in, you know, you have okay, your family. I do, I do have a bastard line. I'm descended from Henry VIII through, Me too. Mary, through Mary Boleyn. And, uh, Anne Boleyn. And sis, no, and sister. Oh, and sister Mary. That's right. He had sex with her. Okay. This she was, she was one of the mistresses. All of her children were actually his, even though she was married off to a Sir Duckett. Sir Duckett was a gay man, so <laughs> right, right. That, that and and was, I recovered uh, that I was through a past life uh, spontaneous recall that Elizabeth had an illegitimate daughter, and as and I remember this like a memory. As Elizabeth, I was. Um, having sex with no I, I um 
I had I had two incarnations back to back. So when I was the fifth wife of Henry VIII, I knew I wasn't going to conceive. So I had sex with um, one of Henry's sons. So it must be we are very closely related. And yeah, this is very this is very interesting. So it must be you were descended through uh, Henry's uh, bastard sons or children. I, is that what you said? I, yeah, I was descended from one of one of the kids of Mary Boleyn and um, Henry VIII and her two granddaughters, Catherine and Margaret Duckett, ended up uh -huh. marrying um, Sir John Girlington and the one he wasn't married to at the time was the one who gave him a child and that was my my immigrant ancestor to America. He was sent with money and a job. He was the king's representative to the West Indies Corporation. Penny, if I could interject, I'd like to remind our audience that uh, Penny uh, is a very advanced soul, I guess one might say. But, you know, we talk about everything on here. But remember, uh, Penny, you mentioned separating your books into your human life and your, I guess, advanced space life or past lives. But everybody remember no, that. No, it was, it was, it is the altar that served in space. It's, okay. There's another part of the story. You've got to listen, TJ. I've heard this before, and I can listen a dozen times because this is so petty. It's just so amazing. I, I, I'm so <laughs> blown uh, away and honored to meet you that you can that you have such a recall uh, that you brought this forth and that you're able to tell us about it. It's amazing. So, um, I, I, I did a lot of work on Ancestry.com before I came to Facebook. I, okay. was so, I was so OCD about it. It was I had to know what my, what my genetics were, basically. I've never paid for a genetics test, but I had to know who I was at that level. And it was, it was an obsession. And I was so good at it that people were paying me to do their family trees. Wow, that's your genealogist then by experience. That's wonderful I, that you can do that. I spent five years doing it like 50 hours a week. Um, oh my, I'm going to hire you, Penny. When, I, when, need, I need to do this. Yeah, go ahead. When I came on to Ancestry.com they had not advanced very far at that point. They were still doing my direct line only. And I, I, looked, at, I looked at this thing and I go, wait a minute. I'm going to do siblings and their kids. I ended up, by the time I got the tree done, I was doing three generations out from my direct line. So I had cousins and second cousins and their kids and how they intermarried because they did. And mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of famous people in my direct line, but in the siblings, I do. A lot of them. Um, my family came to 
Canada in 1615 and they came to the United States um, not at the Mayflower but the next ship so my family built two countries great um, and my and family they, came on the Mayflower in the, and they also came to Roanoke, Virginia yeah, most, and, uh, most I know, of my yeah. family in America that's from that time frame were in Virginia Colony. So um, they they were further wow. south, and they in, they mostly intermarried with Native Americans. So I'm on from both lines. So I found from my tracing that if I added up all the Native American mothers, I'm half Native. And mm -hmm. part of that comes from that same Creek tribe line that came from the Giants. Mike right, and, and the Anunnaki were, were over here in the Americas, it's like Enki's line. And Enki's line, and then Margot came over, and, and uh, Nikishi the Toad came over, and they all managed the Americas for years. So they're yeah. really very strong uh, Anunnaki blood. What's your blood type? My blood type is O positive. I have right. th three grandparents with O negative, and one with A positive, and I ended up with O positive. Um, yeah, I've got kids right. with A positive, but I'm O positive. I've got one with O positive. It's really odd. Well, let me go with this in a different direction, Penny, with you because you're so deep and multi-layered. And I'm, I'm listening very intently, Janet. I just was trying to make a point to, that there's the DNA that we believe we're born into and we receive our physical body from. But then there's mm -hmm. a of soul or off-planet energy. So maybe, Penny, that's um, what I was trying to I, figure I, out. I have do. something that I generally don't talk about because I'm trying to get the kidnapping of kids stopped. Uh -huh. And when uh -huh. I start talking about the spiritual stuff, it alienates a lot of people that I need as allies to stop the kidnapping. I see. All right, well, let's go back and see how did you get into these government, at least a, you don't have to name them by, but how did you get chosen in this special group? They don't do this to everybody on the on the a block in the 50s and 60s, right? They don't go right. to the door and say, how would you like to be a part of experiment? They, I mean, didn't, they didn't come to us and ask, why, how would you like to do this? No, they were looking... My mother is the side that is descended from Henry VIII. They were looking mm -hmm. for bloodline, and they were looking for Native American, and they were looking for Jewish. And I had all three. Oh, I do too. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> they, they were looking for the three groups that have the high metagene. Because their intention was to add ET DNA to us to make us more psychic. 
Wow, you've got this. That's exactly on the puzzle parts that I've been putting together. So that's okay. great. I, You're the same way. Well, then, then I have a question, Penny. When I, I did the DNA with Ancestry, and they came back, and I am all white. I am the whitest white person you ever met. I thought for sure my family came to the Americas in the 1400s that somebody had sex with somebody, you know, somebody made it with me. I mean, I like all races. I've had, I personally had sex, but children would have resulted from it. And it's like, oh my God, I am, I was, I was shocked. I was shocked how white I am, but I'm part of these programs. So, but I think I'm, you know, I, I go, I trace it back to Henry as well. And I, I, you know, I personally, I got my soul going back to Henry twice because that was unresolved karma. Now, Henry is a, an interesting character. Who is Henry? There was probably a lot of transmigration of souls going on. Like uh, the, the Anunnaki were coming down into human avatars. And they still do that. That's what they do. Oh, yeah, they, they still do that. Human avatars. So Henry was animated by somebody, probably, you know, Enki and Leo, or one of the he kids. He was animated by somebody that has an ego. Well, it could be Marduk. If you think ego and Anunnaki, the biggest ego is Marduk, and the second one is uh -huh. Enlil. Or the Enlil probably could uh -huh. be the number one as well. Yeah. Yeah. So why Enlil? Probably Enlil. Yeah, when when you, well, when you think of him, after that, though. Yeah. Anyway, Henry, Henry, Go ahead. The, Henry VIII was a warmonger. He had an ego. He thought he was higher than than the Pope. Uh, he instituted a religious war so he could have a divorce, um, so that he could have a male heir, and. He was educated. They didn't have. They didn't have the same kind of of occult stuff then that they do now, but he. It wouldn't surprise me if he had been trained in what they had at the time. Um, mm -hmm. Well, if he's Anunnaki, the occult stuff goes back, to, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. Not. Or yeah, so but they, they, they were most of that came to England with with John D, and he served under Elizabeth, not under Henry. Okay, the next generation. Okay, the next generation. Boy. So, um, yeah, that's been something I've been obsessive about too. Is when when did this stuff start? <laughs> um. But yeah, <laughs> me yeah. too. I've 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 rooted through this for years, but and it's like life called me. Got to go get other things done. But it's, whew, well, I was, I'm so glad you've done this research. I was disabled at work in 2009, and so I've been sitting home with a computer ever since. And it's it's been this whole map of things that I've researched. Because I had nothing else to do. And, oh, um, 
that's why you got disabled. Because this is the real work. Yeah, this is the real work. Doing. And mm-hmm. I ha- I got... They still don't know how I got hurt. I was up on a ladder, and I stepped down, and something in my back went out, but it wasn't anything that showed up on an MRI. And I worked for a year in a lot of pain, and I came home one day, and I was paralyzed from the waist down for three weeks. And I applied wow. I applied for disability and got it with that Social Security disability, and I got it without a lawyer or even having to see their doctor. So that's miraculous. This was yeah. planned for me. And still to this day, if I try to do too much at a time, I end up flat on my back for a while. So mm-hmm. uh, it was meant for me to be unemployed where that I could do this research. And um, I've done yes. I've done a lot of it. And um, <laughs> I, I get a little paranoid sometimes because a lot of people who haven't had the time to do the research tend to call me a know-it-all. And so I'm like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to come off as that way. It's just I've had the time to do the work. But, well, um, some people don't know how to defer to wisdom, but when wisdom comes along, that's why everybody's important because everybody has their we call it their kuleana. Yeah. Their thing that they they are like um, TJ just said you were a natural, you know, um, what do you call that field? <laughs> um, historian. What do you call it when you do the research in this field? You just said it earlier. Oh, anyway. a genealogist. Genealogist. Yes, you were a natural genealogist. So um, I'm a natural researcher, and I. Right. Think of it in those terms. Back in the day, when I was going, when I was in college, I spent hours in the library with the card catalog and going through books. And really old books would find their way to me. And so um, I had a basis in alternative thought back. Even in the 60s, um, I got a copy of Atlantis by Donnelly, and I wasn't even in high school yet. <laughs> wow. So that that kind of set the theme. <laughs> yeah. You, you do Donnelly and Velikovsky by the time you're out of high school, and that pretty much sets you, sets you as being different from there on out. Do you think right. you would... Uh, you mentioned NSA earlier. Do you think yeah. uh, you're still on the Gulf? Uh, you're still on the West Coast. Yes. So. Uh, um, I am in California, in the approximate Yosemite area. That's northwest. Northwest. Northeast. northeast. I'm in the mountains. I'm in the mountains. I'm not on the coast. Oh, okay. Great. That's so. beautiful up there. And it's been raining off and on for the last couple of days, and the worst the worst of it is supposed to hit tonight. So if I suddenly disappear, it's because of storming. It's not because I've left. <laughs> so you okay. can't fly 
the uh, Sacramento Santa Clara groups if they wanted you to speak over there, right? Yeah, I could. Good. My car was broke down for a year, and we recently got it fixed. Well, Janet can mention you to Lorian, that's one of our radio show hosts here. She's also one of our organizers so for uh, ancient culture's origin and UFOs. Well, I've got Penny coming to ours in, in October. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Penny's coming. Yes. We, yeah, we connected. She said yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have to write up a PowerPoint. <laughs> I do. I've got several, but I keep changing it. I worked on it today on video and I still am changing it. So, you know, it's, we're a work in progress, Penny. You said we're. I'm still putting my puzzle together. Apparently, you are, and Janet is. So, maybe well, that's why I'm doing this, coming together. Strange as we sound. Well, in 2013, the man that I live with and I were having a hard time, and I was leaving, and we have since reconciled. So I'm still with him. But I met this guy, and I was I was really considering marrying him. And it turned out that he was an NSA agent. And during the time that oh, I okay. met him, he used the CIA code word for the training for my programming back in Langley. He used my remember code. And that was what started me remembering, and it's it's been it's been a rough ride. Um, the remember code came with suicide programming, and a lot of things just sort of dumped on me mm -hmm. at once. And um, so I was contacted by another NSA agent about two months ago and she started telling me that she was supposed to um, supervise me that she was assigned to keep an eye on the people that had remembered because most of us kept trying to kill ourselves <laughs> and I said yeah I've been wow. through that um, and she had she's the one that told me a couple of weeks back that uh, I was the last survivor from my class so um, are, are you in your glad you're still with us yeah. Thanks. Are you allowed to remember any? I have parts that I remember, but it was in consciousness. I didn't have to go back and remember. But uh, to be honest with you, I've still got some period that I'm putting together as a puzzle. But uh, this part of Janet calls the secret space program. Do you know how much of that was put in your head or how much consciously you feel like you're all playing it? The reason is, is I'm working on that myself. I'm pretty sure I was off planet. Um, because I have memories of being both underground and above ground there on Mars. And 
the time that I was in Nachtwaffen, I was in a ship, and theoretically that could have been underground, but it's much harder to fake being above ground on another planet. Majority in the case of purely internal affairs, be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of more quiet. I order you to be quiet. Look, you stupid bastard, you've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look! It's just a flesh wound. I don't believe I'm seeing such a display of courage, skill, nerve, grace, and stupidity. I'll do you for that. Oh, what? Come here! What are you gonna do? Bleed on me? I'm invincible! You're a loony. The Black Knight always triumphs! Roundtable Live, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Bring your mind, bring your ideas, bring your voice. King Arthur had nothing on us. Here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. Enjoy your extra big-ass fries. You didn't give me no fries. I got an empty box. Would you like another extra big-ass fries? I said I didn't get any. Thank you. Your account has been charged. Your balance is zero. Please what? come back when you can afford oh, to make no, a purchase. No. I'm sorry you're having trouble. Come on. I'm My sorry kids are starving. Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio. Here at Revolution Radio, we believe in freedom of ideas, freedom of speech, but above all, we believe in freedom of existence through self-reliance. This station is 100% listener-supported, and as a fundraising promotion, I have a kick-ass free gift for a $100 donation. 35,000 seeds. 25 years in the freezer. Long-term storable, 54 different varieties. So, if food prices go crazy, the shit hits the fan, or if you just want to save tons of money every year by creating your own food, like I do, grab our seed pack special. Just look for the banner on the homepage at freedomslips.com. Don't be a statistic. 
Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. We need to ask humans to start taking care of ourselves and not depending on the megacorps to provide unhealthy, nasty food. Included in this package is also a DVD with 900 survival and off-grid living documents and the offline home canning how to do everything website all on the DVD. So when you're growing all that food, you know how to can it, store it, preserve it, etc. with all these documents. So thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I hope that you will pick up this package and start learning to be free. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps and freedom is one seed that needs to be planted. What are we doing right? That goes in eternity. Moscow's freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. The blood is filling with adrenaline right now. Whether you know it or not, your heart's beating fast. It's getting a little harder to breathe. The neurobiological system is telling it to run. But your knees are too weak to move. Fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. And do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, reporting the danger, unafraid, right here, where information never sleeps. Revolution, 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 The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Welcome back to Cosmos Connection. I'm your host, Teresa J. Morris, TJ Morris, with my producer, Mad Painter, and co-host, Janet Carolesson of Hawaii. We are happy to be among those that talk about cosmology and parapsychology and phenomenology and ancient culture's origin. And we're going to mention that we are the number one listener-supported radio network called Revolution.Radio right now. Uh, thanks to Mike Ringley of Kentucky that got this started in his own way, and he has grown and grown and grown. Thanks to our listening audience, because without you, we could not go on, apparently, because it takes a lot of money for these servers and ways that we go out and network. And uh, Janet Carolus and I 
have been doing this since 2012 together, and Mad Painter right in there as well, and uh, we're all old souls, but real quickly, I'd like to mention our other shows, mine's on uh, TJ Mars Radio, TJ Mars ET Radio, on Blog Talk, uh, Jean has a various radio on Blog Talk, but she's going to talk about a couple of shows here, and Mad Painter, mention your tomorrow show, and I guess you still have Monday, if you will, please. Oh, yeah, I have an open roundtable from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called uh, Mad Look at Reality, and it's pretty much about anything they want to call in and talk about. And then uh, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, Studio A, I uh, also do a a call-in show, but I structure it towards a certain topic. All right, and we, we still use freedomslips.com if they want to donate our revolution.radio if they'd like to post a tithe of 10% or something, right? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, right now we've got uh, 787 and we need 2650 So we started the month out with a $400 deficit from last month, so we're doing pretty good considering... Oh, goodness. Okay, well, all my friends out there, if everybody will throw in 10 bucks, I'll throw mine in, and we'll all do that. Janet and most of your radio uh, people that are hosting always give a minimum of 5 bucks just to pull theirs, but 10 bucks makes it a little nicer, 15 25 We'll even take 100 if you got it. All right, Janet Carelesson, let's just real quickly mention your two shows, and we'll get back to Penny Bradley, our guest today. Go ahead, Janet. Excellent. Yeah, tomorrow is, um, what is it, Sacred, Ma- Sacred Matrix on Revolution, uh, 8 to 10 Eastern. And tomorrow we have a continuation, and we have to have Penny come on with these other people sometime, too. Uh, we have Kevin Trimmel, Anthony Zender, and KJ Scoops. And they're, we're talking about the same thing, this, this secret space program, and what happened, and what's going on. I've been doing individual interviews, like with Penny today. Uh, but also pulling on these little mini panels. And we'll be doing more of the Connecting the Dots uh, at this uh, Stargate to the Cosmos conference in October 25th through 28th, this coming uh, end of the year. And then on Tuesday, we have Ilana Freeland. And Ilana is, um, she explains a lot of things what's going on with HARP and how, you know, it ties in with what Penny said. The terraforming that's happening, how it's changing our environment, our, our, uh, and so I guess uh, there's harp and the, the um, chemtrails. All these things have been terraforming us. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, <laughs> uh, Penny, how are they altering us? Are the chemtrails part of this altering? Like, um, or do they do they sneak into the hospitals? They do it in the womb. They abduct us. Or all the, of the above. How are they altering us? I think all the above now. Uh, in my generation, our generation, it was more of uh, there were families that they followed, and when the doctor reported that the woman was pregnant, that they would abduct her um, and modify the child in the womb. Um, along the way, they started doing um, a lot of things through the chemtrails and through vaccines. Vaccines have a lot of things in them that that are DNA modifying. Um, 
the ones that have been coming out lately, my understanding is um, that the one for um, cervical cancer, Gardasil, that that's actually destroying the gonadal tissues of kids. So some of them are designed to sterilize. Um, others are designed to, to modify your DNA. But they're doing a lot through that. Um, what, they've, what the game plan is, is a drier world, a warmer world, and a lot less humans. And um, so, are, are they going to kill us off, like my friend George Green talked about? You know, the depopulation agenda, the bomb, or are they taking us uh, off planet? It seems like uh, these uh, being these souls that are incarnating are some kind of commodity, and they animate these human flesh forms until a certain point where they're no longer viable, you know, we get old and they're not choosing to regenerate them. I heard from somebody that they package some people up and sell them as meat products. <laughs> so what, what's their, yeah, you said they're going to have less people. How are they going to create less people? Uh, all of the above. Um, <laughs> Okay. It's not a pretty picture now. <laughs> Eisenhower can't ask the Jason Society for alternatives. And the first alternative was to blow a hole in the atmosphere to let the heat out. And that was why we had a hole in the ozone layer. Because they oh, tried no. it. They tried it. Alternative two was the deep underground military bases, and they tried that, and that's how they found the seven inner earth races that were mostly hostile to us being there. Alternative three was to have a secret space program and take the best and the brightest into space. You remember the um, brain drain in the 60s and 70s? Well, mm -hmm. those, those folks were taken into space. Um, there were all kinds of excuses given to their families why they were gone. And they just sort of lost track and stopped worrying about them. But they're in space. Um, there are currently about 10 million Earth colonists on Mars. And that's just, wow. one, of, that's just one of the places. Um, we have bases on every planet and major moon in the solar system except for Venus, which belongs to the Draco, and Saturn, which belongs to somebody else, and the somebody else, I don't remember who they are, but they don't like us at all. Um, Do you do you remember any uniforms, anything uh, in your mind that brings the, the story closer to you personally? Uniforms, yes. Um, I wore I wore a navy blue uniform because I was technically U.S. Navy on loan to whatever I was serving in. 
um, I remember the Shula uniform at Aries Prime. Um, I was nine when I was taken to Mars, and I was there at the same time that Aunt Andy Bagiago was. Oh, oh, oh. But I wasn't in the same program he was. So uh -huh. he, would, he was in a classroom where they all spoke English and they all had their parents with them. I was in a program mm -hmm. where it was a bunch of kids that had been mind fractured and we were speaking German and we didn't have anybody to, to protect us. So we were dumped into a Teutonic society with nobody to, t to take care of us. And the uniform I wore was <clears throat> a chocolate brown drindle skirt, a white shirt with a Peter Pan collar, a little orange um, bow tie, and I had a brown sweater. And I wore old-fashioned shoes. Um, I mean, this was the era of Bobby Soxers, and I was wearing something right. more like more like the 1800s with buttons. And they, I went, My head had been shaved the whole time I was at Langley because they kept attaching electrodes. So when I came to Mars, I was still bald, and my hair grew out and. Um, in those days, I was blonde. I mean, blonde, blonde. And um, so I remember wearing the brown and white in Shula. That was our uniform. We wore the same thing every day. And we would go to school in the morning, and in the afternoon, we worked in the, uh, the garden where they grew food for the colony. Ah. So... Um, and it was a Teutonic society. You had to be able to make your way. You had to be a strong person because bullying was encouraged. Uh, and um, apparently I did really good at bullying because they made me an officer as soon as I graduated. Um, I was oh. a lieutenant. I was a lieutenant, which was the highest rank a non-German could have. And uh, I was a fighter pilot immediately out of Shula. And um, the plane that I flew, Elena Kapolnik came up with, with a photo of it from some gamer site. Oh. And she, the colors were wrong. She had it in white and gray. And they were, the ones that we flew were tan and orange. But they were the same. So machine. how did this, this gamer come up with it? Are they having suppressed memories that comes out in their art? Yes. Uh, we have people in our SSP group, some of them are public, that they have... They have been these mental blocks that were programmed mm -hmm. into them, and they can't do what they did in SSP, but they draw pictures of it. And um, 
for my PowerPoints, um, he goes by T Tomas Alvin on Facebook. But he was... Tomas? What's the last name? Alvin. A-L-V-I-N. A-L-V-I-N. Okay, thank you. Okay, he's a veteran of a Japanese fleet that I didn't even know existed until he started talking about it. But he does CGI, you know, computer-generated art. He does some of the most incredible work. And so I'm working with him to get the best art I can from Mars for my PowerPoint. Oh. I mean, we can't get photos, so art from a veteran well, is the best I can do. Yeah, we need to kind of have a police artist that we can talk to and say, hey, draw this. This is a good uh, rendition that I found on the internet, but what you have to change is this and this and this. And... Um, wow. I, I found one artwork that looks like me at that time with my flight suit on except they drew her with brown eyes instead of the blue green that I have and so I just modified it myself <laughs> but, but yeah um, so I, I'm getting to where I can change artwork a little bit um, not a lot um, without it really showing but I was really shocked that they had drawn this. So that makes um, three. Wow. That makes oh, three that? paintings, art things that I've found that look like me in that time. And mm. so, so I have to think that somebody knew me. <laughs> and I'm coming out in their art because I don't know these artists in in regular earth life um, so in fact oh, I'd um, love to see some of those if you want to send them to me after the show Okay. Yeah, don't break your concentration now but I'd love to see them um, and we're working uh, on this conference to get art because I think you know, picture says a thousand words, right? A million words. Yeah. Uh, if we can, if we can show people these things. Well, what I'm I not... find by being an interview is if people wake up when they see these things, they go, "Oh, wow." Yeah, the visuals yeah. make a difference, but you have to make sure you tell people this is artwork. This, these are not photos. <laughs> right. Right. There, there have <laughs> Even been people. There have been people that have gotten into trouble with their whole testimony because they didn't say, these are artwork. <laughs> yes, people, we don't have any photos. They're not letting us take them out. <laughs> no, they don't they let us take us. They don't allow cameras in there. Okay. They take like you that, naked. Yeah. They bring you back naked. There's no way you can bring anything back with you. No photos, no well, nothing. there is, I guess, some cavity people put them in, but they might get searched. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like your mind remembers or however you, in your world, in your 
brain photo, whatever you want, your camera, however you want to call yourself, whatever we are behind the eyes, <laughs> you know, in yes. the body, what part of that oh. do you remember translating? Because that's the hardest part for people to buy into the Andrew Bishago story, but I have a Mars story myself. So I started looking for the Pegasus project when it was real that got me putting together my first pieces of the puzzle. So I found Andrew Bishago because of Pegasus. He wasn't too impressed when I met him in person and showed him my Pegasus on my leg. But uh, Janet, Janet insisted we meet. But uh, I guess we're okay now. Well, we, we, I, I think it's okay. I, I don't like to talk stink about anybody, about anything. So I'll, that's... Um, we're all we're all making friends with each other and putting aside any differences and um, figuring out this puzzle because we don't connect the dots and and we we remain remain competitive and in opposition to each other. We're never gonna figure this out. I mean, yeah, I figure this, this out. we're never gonna figure it out as long as we each think that ours was the primary position. Um, we have to understand that there were so many projects and they were so compartmentalized that they didn't know about each other. And example, the people who talk about Montauk being all boys, they didn't know that a generation earlier, military laboratories was taking mixed mixed gender groups in there. Thank you very much. I was a part of that in 1968 and I'm a girl. There you go. I was I was a part of that in 1961 and I'm a girl. Um, I know at least two other women on Facebook who were also a part of it in the 60s. And um, I know that I tended to I myself tended to go interdimensional travel rather than time travel. And to the point that they chipped me so that actually it was a Draco warrior class who chipped me so that they could track me interdimensionally and bring me back. Um, it saved my life at the time, but it furthered my enslavement. Um, so, the other woman on f Facebook that I really talked to about it also went inter interdimensional because of who we are at soul level. And um, we simply had that capability and the Draco that was supervising our participation um, made sure we were tagged because he said we were more valuable than the others. But at the same time, I, I suspect that us going, us going interdimensional was the problem, why they stopped having girls. Did they talk oh. to you about the black box while you were doing this? Did they what? Talk to you about the black box. I don't remember that. Um, I remember 
trying to escape from them interdimensionally while I was in the tunnel. I was doing it deliberately. And I was only six years old. But they had already done regressions on me at Langley, and they knew exactly who I had been in the past. Did they transport you from California to Langley, Virginia? Yes. By car, by, by jet, by... Do you remember? Jeep. How, by Jeep? At night. Like on the 80 across or something, something like that, on interstate? Or did that have been the 60s? I guess they had interstates then. Um, I believe I was on the th what's now the 30, the Lincoln Highway. Huh. I was taken. I was taken in the summer of 1959. So I, I believe I was taken on on the Lincoln Highway, and I was in a jeep with army people. Um, and we only drove at night. Now it was summer in '59 when I saw a convoy out in White Sands. I I got myself with the ESP program from working with ETs in physical form to White Sands. So I was working White Sands, New Mexico, summer of 59. So right now, Janet, I'm, I'm amazed because my stories can cross over, right, the timelines, which I don't like doing right. really timelines, but apparently it's going to be important when we all put our stories together. We can start saying, okay, this is at least the ESP and the physical part they may not be necessarily, like you said, uh, time travel versus interdimensional. So those are two threads that we can track, but they're not necessarily the same story. Or are they? I don't know. How do you, um, how do you separate time travel from interdimensional? Um, I think it has to do with the capabilities of the subject doing the traveling. Because what I remember from Montauk being in the chair is yeah. that, that the traveler had to focus on the target. The target was the picture that they gave you that you were supposed to go to. And you were supposed to focus on that. And if you lost your focus, that it was like riding a bicycle, that you would go where your focus went. Now, did you understand the chair to be one of the, uh, the uh, spacecraft from Roswell in 47, the one that yes. inter, inter imploded? Okay, yes. that's all right. That's my understanding too, because I was in the one that uh, did not explode from a past life or one of these corporate entities out there. You talk about the the grays yeah. and all. So this is going to be very interesting because Janet already knows parts of my story, but. With her, we're going to blend it together for the Stargate, so people will hear it for the first time. But Janet, she's got some of the same points in her life that I do, which is amazing to me. Because I was looking for people like you, Penny, back when I found uh, Andrew. I found Andrew before I found Janet, believe it or not. Mm. But then Andrew went right afterwards and freaked me out and went to her house and stayed at her house. So I was like, this is like, it's so, it's so weird. Everything is so weird. It was really freaking me out. See, we're, so. we're, I think that we're all being orchestrated and coordinated by, I, I see it as the good faction that wants to see us wake up and 
it's like we're in this virtual reality game and they want us to wake up and solve the riddle and you know become enlightened conscious in a set but in the meanwhile just like any other virtual reality game we're going to have dragons to slay and you know demons to fight and all that stuff and things going to happen but you never really die right they, they just throw you back into bat and you're back again and so uh, um but we're one big giant soul family some kind of some, on some level because uh kind of you and i are related to henry and 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 andrew came here and he says that it, it Okay, Gideon Wells is my great uncle to some time removed, I don't know, from the Civil War. He was the Secretary of the Navy under Lincoln. My husband read a book on Lincoln and he came out and he said, you know your uncle? I go, yeah, what about him? He goes, uh, we wouldn't be in this world right now, in this, this society, if it wasn't for Gideon Wells because he he won the, the Civil War. So we're in his paradigm. And then Andy says that when he went back in time to... The, the Civil War to, you know, look at what uh, was happening, had happened with Lincoln. He was holding a paper in his hand, and that picture they showed him, and the little boy with the oversized shoes. And in his hand was his paper, which was for Gideon Wells in case he got busted, you know, he was captured or something. So uh -huh. it, it's just, uh, uh, there's so many synchronicities. Have you ever met Andrew Bushaga? I've I've been on the same discussion thread on a mutual friend's wall but I've never okay. we're not Facebook friends and we're in a couple of groups together um, he was collecting names of people who had been through the New York jump gate and I told him that I was one of them and okay. he's never gotten back to me about it so well um, I was um, not part of his he's, project. He's having some uh, health issues right now, so don't take it personal. But, well, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset about it. It's just okay. I, we were not in the same project, and some of my memories are nowhere near what he remembers. But to be honest, a lot of mine are really blurry. And... Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of that was part of my programming, so that if I ever did remember that I couldn't testify against people. I have Rick? a memory. I have a Rick? memory of a Christmas at Langley, where I can see their feet, I can see their legs, I can see up to their hips, and above the hips, they're completely invisible. And yeah. that had to have been programming to protect them. Yeah. So well, I've heard that before. These names of different projects, you know, they're coded, and you're not even supposed to usually know the ones you're in. So somehow, I don't know if it gets leaked or what, but just like Janet was told to remember the name Stargate. So when she finally does a conference, think about it Stargate to the Cosmos. But <laughs> I that wasn't coincidental at all. I was trying to explain to her, Janet. You know, the people that when you went to the room and when they, I was in a room where she was in Hawaii, they told you they were going to do something to you. And it had something to do with your ears or neck or something. But they told her, remember one word, Stargate. And that's when they, they took me to the other room. And I was like, what are y'all going to do to her? You know, because she was brand new. She didn't know anything mm -hmm. about the project. She oh, was just. Oh, you fed me uh, to the walls. <laughs> you fed me to I, the walls. But I didn't know you. I just thought you were new. 
you know. And I'm, no, you didn't know me, but uh, you fed me to the wolves anyway. And I don't remember them touching me. All I remember was sitting on this chair across, it seemed like it was a great distance across this room, and this lady who started telling me where I have my implants and stuff like that. So, okay. Anyway, your nose. Um, yeah. I, I Go ahead, Penny. I've had the implant thing done. Um, Eric Rains did that with me in person. Um, yeah, I actually know him real world. And uh, I, we had met on Facebook, and he knew that I had a diagnosis of fibromyalgia and that I was having a lot of problems from a neck injury. And he said, well, if you can get to my office, I'll treat you for free. So, yeah, we, we drove to, to Roseville, which is where he lived then. He doesn't anymore. And we found his office, and he spent hours. And he wouldn't even let me pay for his babysitter because he had custody of all three of his kids and he was he was paying a lot of money for a babysitter for the time he was treating me and um, you know I, I felt bad that he was putting out money for this but he says no 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 you're like an advanced course if I can treat you without putting you into a flare that's like so good for the rest of my patients. And I was like, okay. He ended up doing three or four sessions on me, and he removed all kinds of, of stuff. And then he sent me to a lady that um, calls herself Mother God, and she removed a whole bunch of other stuff. And then I got sent to a, <clears throat> a man who was using a computer program, and he removed lots more stuff. And each time stuff got removed, I remembered more. And so it's, it's been that kind of a, that kind of a by steps. And I think if it had all come at once in an organized form, I would have thought it, I was insane and just had myself locked up. Right. Um, but at this point, I've I've reintegrated um, thirty altars, and um, with each altar comes more memories. I'm sorry, we're we're on um, we're on a main county road, so sometimes there's traffic. Penny, uh, I, I want you to know. I have rain on my tin roof right now, so yeah, we're gonna have to go ahead. I, I heard you mention your neck and back. I just want you to know I'm a cyborg because I broke my neck and I have titanium in it. It was uh, uh, I was driving a big truck cross country, and I broke my back. So mm. uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I'm fine, but. I just want. I thought that was interesting because my neck hurts all the time in my back, and I've got something still in my back. They don't know it's so far, and they don't even have a clue what it is. But uh, I just thought I'd mention that these are things that I hear you say. You know, certain keywords that you and I have in our description, 
I don't know why. I just want you to know that in the puzzle, later we may can find out when we meet in Albuquerque, there's certain key words. So just put TJ on your list of things to do when you get to <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> okay, we'll I will. Enough. But uh, the ESP stuff, can we talk a little about that? Anything that, because TKI, ESP, all of that was so we could work with the metagene. And also, Janet, if it's okay, I want to ask her about the warrior gene that you're big on with your super warriors. Because my daughter has the warrior gene. I guess I do. I don't know. But I was, but I haven't really had it looked at, but she has. Explain to our listeners what metagene is and warrior gene is first. And then uh, go into discussion that's very important information. I agree. Me? Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, explain what the metagene is. The metagene. Okay. I don't know what the warrior gene is, so you guys will have to do it. The metagene is an accident. When when. We've had as many as 40 different ET groups performing genetic experiments on us over the years. And somewhere along the line, the way they interacted produced the metagene. And they really don't know exactly what it is. They know where it is in the genome. The ETs do. And so do DARPA and the other countries' versions of it. But they haven't released it to the public. So the metagene is a specific set of things that make humans able to create their own reality. And we can simply state this isn't going to happen and if enough of us believe it it won't yes <laughs> we have changed history because we chose not to believe something we have changed history because we chose to believe something this is something that only humans have and every ET group that has tried to get it in their own genome, the individuals have died. So this is the, this is the reason the ETs haven't killed us, is because they want the metagene. Once they figure it out, they don't need us anymore. And well, that's why every time I have somebody come up against me and they get me in court, they lose because I want something else and I make it happen. And they don't they don't know what to do with it. It's beyond, I think, yeah. It's, and the same thing with my mother. It she would kill what, me. Yeah, it is ahead. what is behind magic. Why magic mm -hmm. works for humans. It's what's it it is why no matter how illogical or irrational or out or out there something sounds 
it can still happen because we have the metagene. Your turn. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't have. I don't have the computer here, but I definitely have the metagene. I know that I'm tracked. I always have been. That's why I was used as a psychic with the government. Why I was, you know, chosen for intelligence work. Why I got the work, you know, through NASA and Montauk and Long Island and corporations and government and travel in and out of the country and travel the world and work with aliens and talls, you know. Mm-hmm. The reason is, and consciousness is, I could handle the meta, but I could also recreate reality, and I did it. And they were really amazed before they had the world. But uh, you know, they let me in on the inside on some of this classified, I guess one might say, or secrets at one time. But the uh, kill factor that this genesis, uh, the species has, is an uh, something that they did away with for hundreds if not thousands if not millions of years I'm not privy to the uh, because where I come from in spirit or in soul there's no such thing as time, space, gravity there's no such thing so uh, basically the ones that I've been working with in the what Janet calls I call it the UFO secret space program because we're not going to be using UFO anymore after UAP and all that, but we had flying saucers in the beginning. Before that was just orbs or Foo Fighters, but anyway, the orbs. But I've seen the orbs happen, and I didn't know how to handle those, but I understand the warrior gene is in the T-cells. It's either T13 or T17, I think, after they break it down in human form, but uh, my husband and I, Penny, is uh, one of the stories of Roswell that Janet read and uh, liked and got interested, my husband and I, but uh, she and I had found out we worked in Stargate, which she didn't know. I had to tell her, Janet, that's Stargate, Janet, that's Stargate. But the thing is, she was listening for the first time, she thought, uh, to Tom and I and called us Mr. and Mrs. Smith because we were agents for the government. And <laughs> they were each other's target. Yeah. They, they were uh, each other's target. They were supposed to wipe each other out, and then they fell in love, which is what they do. That's the love bite. They they. And yeah. I think that's what happened with my parents. Their, their relationship with the orchestrated, and that's why we're so close genetically, all of us here, uh, which I'm sure that is what we'll find out, is because, and you said they keep mating, like the bastard line, they keep coming back and mating with the same people because it's orchestrated. Yes, it's orchestrated. They, they've, they've, got us, they've got us into this, this like, grapevine where... It's about every three generations, that family line will intermarry. Mm-hmm. And that's wow. just that's just far enough to keep them from being too inbred without losing the, the qualities. Well, Janet, remind us to talk about the meta gene and the warrior gene because... The warrior Explain gene. to us what the warrior gene is, because I don't know what that is, but you're, and if, okay, just to give a little background, well, TJ's uh, daughter is undergoing, has been undergoing cancer treatment, because she's got this cancer that, you know, very aggressive. Um, mm. During that, they realized that um, her DNA is not, is not, they cannot catalog it. Go ahead, explain it. I don't want to speak for you, but go ahead, explain <laughs> what's going on with your daughter. G- Gigi is basically knows she's con- she's classified as other, 
even though you know she's my daughter but that my we don't match somehow so it's very strange none of my kids we're all different by 50 percent at least of course you're you know your mother's 50 percent of you and your father's 50 percent so on and so on but she doesn't match anything and they you know i had to tell them about my intelligence work and et and all that and uh basically they're after the warrior gene because the group the group that i worked with in I'll just say the secret space program because I don't know anything else to call it because we didn't talk about it like that. But yeah. anyway, off playing it. Let me just put it that way. In the Navy uniform, by the way, and I was Navy. So yeah, when I was that, Navy, that tells you tells me where you were. Yeah, you were either Solar Warden or you were loaned out to somebody else. You're right. So Navy, and <laughs> basically, yeah. So uh, the thing is, I learned with them that the reason they wanted my husband and I coming and going, he could teach warrior tactics, not only flying, but he and I were both commanders. We were both, uh, we both flew, you know, we flew the gal the shuttles with our minds and we worked aboard craft and we were considered officers and ambassadors, but very high level. So we got a lot of clearance level stuff at the highest levels but the thing was we got into the medical part which was explained to us that we got to go up into the supreme the galaxy well there's different levels of intelligence but the supreme high council and the uh, basically said that the reason we were here at all on the planet were because of the warrior gene they had totally they can pull out the dna put some back you know we're close to cows and pigs and all this but they can put it in and take it out but for some reason here they clone us or they genetically enhance us or whatever you want because they don't have the warrior's gene they didn't even know what it was like to kill anyone they've been mm. it's been hundreds of thousands of not millions out there in the universals and i work at the highest universal levels I don't know what that's called other than universes. Then uh, Think of Mad and I have come to an agreement that it's sort of like bubble universes. They come and they have brains in between them. But they keep that gene out of their universe. So this one, the reason is they found some, like what you probably call zeta reticulas or zetas, or the little grays. There's all kind of grays on our human beings. So a particular uh, strain of got wiped out because they didn't have the meta, not the metagene, the warrior gene. So the warf-like people came and raped and pillaged their planet and got rid of them because they wouldn't even defend themselves. Therefore, the highest council over all the universes said, okay, we got to do something about this. So this particular, if you want to call it prison planet or we can't get off the planet because we don't know how to leave space and all that, at least that's what most of us are brain trained to think in this plane is the fact that they keep us here so we will war among ourselves and that's pretty interesting but it explains a lot so basically that gene is uh important in one storyline whether it's true or not i can't tell you all i know is in my story i'll have to write that original story one i g in it because that's the one of where i'm at and tom was a warrior i wasn't i could fight but i didn't like to but backed up against a wall, you bet. I mean, I'm, I've got face spacers. I know how to use the guns, the weapons, and all that. I'm a warrior. You're a warrior. Okay. Well, then you should I'm know. I'm a warrior. Um, I, I was used in Nachtwaffen 
um, to remote view targeting weapons. Uh, what I did depended on the weapon I was linked to, but I have memories of destroying entire worlds. Whoa, another Ender. Ender's game. <laughs> um, Janet has that one, too. Uh, well, I, I've I never, remember I've doing the that opposite. in space. I've been the opposite. I'm not, I'm not a warrior. I'm a peace person. Well, I have brought together worlds. And what? How did you save I the planet? Like, I didn't blow anything up. I've, I've I came blown to, things I went up. To the sun, yeah, I've I went to, to answer your question. I went to the center, oh no, not the center of the earth, but I went underground and I met with the Queen Mother Dragon of all creation. And she was here in, in interdimensionally and she was uh, inside the earth and they opened a, um, a wall. I opened it, I opened it. They brought me to a wall and I opened it. And then I stood there and I was the key. And um, everybody's communication came through me simultaneously. So we're outside of time and space. And everything came through me and I translated it. And everybody asked all the questions and everything they wanted to know until everything was resolved. And that's because I was like the universal translator, but that's because at the highest level, I am the emanation of Nimma. And Nimma is a is the uh, mother creator goddess that goes all the way up to the source level that um, loves unconditionally everybody and everything. So I mean, that's what I get about who I am. It's really <laughs> hard to explain, but I'm I'm the peace goddess. I'm the peace peacenik. I'm a peacenik. I would say I'm a I'm a hippie, like <laughs> the cure for essence. I, I just love. I love unconditionally. I think, I think yeah, mine was added to me at the embryo stage because my human earth-based life, I've been a peacemaker. But I know in Nachtwaffen and the, the German Mars group, I was one of the few humans that could be in the company of Draco and not die. So I'm yeah. not I'm not sure what they modified me with, but I'm most humans can only be in the company of a Draco for an hour or so and I can spend the whole day with them. Are the Draco the worst, Janet? I don't even know that. Do you? No, they're no, they're, they're reptilian, and I've I've been, yeah, I've been in the I've been in the company of um, the Draco, and I've been working with them. They started coming to me when I was very young, I'd say like four years old, and I had to learn how to be in their company because it felt like they were sucking my brain out of my third eye oh. almost at a time. Yeah, and that's a good description. I, I <laughs> And that's the, that's what's behind Harry Potter's well, those ring ways that suck them out, right? Yeah, try to suck them out. Oh but yeah. I learned how to resolve that. And so recently, in this past year, when I was writing a chapter for a book, uh, this the Draco that worked with me came to me, and uh, we 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 forgave each other because he really didn't intend to 
Wow. Too hard for me. Anyway, we're wrap, we have five minutes left, so we should wrap up. Okay. Real quickly, um, I'll just say what you're talking about, because both of y'all responded, Penny and you, is the fact that there is a level in the educational uh, PhD levels in various countries that I sort of follow, and they're working on that. But uh, they, I read one stream where there was no coincidence that she downloaded those books because of consciousness, and it was time for us, and so she just happened to be the one that grabbed the download of all the reality, but those apparently are in the secret space program, like you said, so you guys call them the Dracos. They'll just suck the life right out of you. Um, they're not well, doing it on yeah. purpose. It's, right. It, it's what, they're, what they are practicing from their end is a form of total telepathy. And human beings are not wired for that. And yes, that's exactly what they said. And I, I had to learn how to adapt to do that telepathy because it was different than the grays and everybody else. It was a yeah. Oh, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. Go it, ahead. It, it's a very different telepathy from the grays. The grays just sort of they put an idea in your head where the Draco, it's total intimacy. And you get everything that's in their head, and they expect to get everything that's in yours. But humans are not wired for that. And so the effect is that they've sucked your brain out. Yes! <laughs> this is Spock Mind. Go ahead. Spock Mind Meld, Penny? Yeah, it's a Spock Mind Meld. Only humans are not wired for it. And it, it's, it's not even you have to touch. It's just being in their presence. They are so telepathic. that, And they're so used to everybody being totally intimate. And you can't hide anything from anybody. And, and at the same time, humans can't deal with that. It's... To a human, it's your brain's being sucked out, and it isn't—it isn't the Draco's intention. It's just that's just the way they communicate with each other all We're the time. Leave. We're fixing to have to leave, Penny. But real quick, uh, did, did you get the book or any kind of book with fifty-seven or sixty-seven uh, different forms uh, back in the fifties and sixties when you first started? Did you? get a number that they were aware of back then in this reality? In other words, Langley. And you keep saying Langley, so is that CIA the information yes. that you have? So what I have is CIA information, and it. I was given a number. Um, I was number seven, but that was my room number in Langley. Um, <laughs> wow. it, it was like the movie V, you know? That was my number. And I didn't have a name. They had mind-wiped me when I got there. So I couldn't remember. When, when I finally got home, I couldn't remember my family. And um, But they did it on purpose so they wouldn't have kids crying for their mama. That's very right. interesting. Well, so, my mother never read, 
never was close to me after I went to White Sands <laughs> in 99. She loved me, but she said I was just different. But I talked to E.T., so what are you going to say? What are you going to say about your kid that talks to people that aren't there? Well, Penny, apparently yeah, I you're had, college, you know. Go ahead, Penny. I had that problem when I came back um, because I could see into other dimensions when I came back, and I still do. And my father was, was this very devout Church of Christ person, and he thought I was demon-possessed and would beat me. And I eventually learned to just stop talking about it. Right. That's your only defense. Keep your so, mouth shut. <laughs> but I was, I was four, and I was... Hey, Penny, we got yeah. to go. We're out of time, you. Penny. But we'll have, if, if you can, come back next week. we got to continue this. This is awesome. Okay. Okay. That's good. Well, Thank you. Love you, Stay on. We can talk in a few minutes after this. Stay on. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener-supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Oscar's Freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. You're listening Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener-supported radio. Reporting to danger. Unafraid. Right here, where information never sleeps. Revolution. Revolution. Radio. Radio. Radio.
Take a look around, kid. What do you see? Homes being foreclosed. People working two, three jobs just to put food on the table and still drowning in debt. Don't get me wrong. This country was founded on great ideals and principles. They've all been ruined by the banks. Open your eyes to the banks that are robbing you. You know who my favorite president was? Who? Thomas Jefferson. Because he saw all of this coming and tried to stop it. He fought the banks. JFK too, and they killed him for it. The banking institution is more dangerous than an army, he said. <laughs> 